0: You are a Locked On Braves Postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day.
1: This is the Braves Postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley and Jake Mastriani with you once again as the Braves, they just keep on keeping on here in the month of June. A 4-1 win over the Minnesota Twins in a battle of first-place teams to open up this week and a homestand for the Atlanta Braves, who, again, uh, just got off the road where they were picking up plenty of victories, and they come right on home and keep that thing going. We're going to talk all about it, the performance of Spencer Strider, some key home runs, and, of course, get you set up for Game 2 of the series on Tuesday. But before we do that, I want to remind you to subscribe to Lockdown Sports Atlanta right here on YouTube. Click the bell to get notified every time we drop a new episode. Make sure you hit that like button if you're a big fan of the Braves and what they're doing here in the month of June. Jump into those comments. Let us know what you think of the show. And, of course, uh, what your thoughts are on this team as the Braves continue to be the best club in the National League thus far. And I don't know that that's altogether surprising at this point, but it's certainly a welcome development considering how the team started the last couple of years. They are right where they want to be. And, Jake, this was a night where they had the right man on the mound. It was Spencer Strider. He has looked a lot more Spencer Strider-like in the past couple of outings, and this one was a pretty fine one.
0: It was. And, look, a big win for the Braves coming off a stressful series in Cincinnati. You very well could have seen them have a bit of a letdown. Maybe the offense was a little slow out of the gate, although Sonny Gray, a very good pitcher, although we mentioned he kind of struggled a bit. But it helps when you have a guy in Spencer Strider on the mound. It looks like he's back in a groove and was able to shut things down for the most part.
1: Yeah, it seemed like he stayed in that groove, you know, save one mistake pitch, which we'll get into in a moment. This was a very vintage Spencer Strider performance as he reached double digits in strikeouts and helped the Braves just have the foundation set for the bats to come alive and come alive they did late in the game against Sonny Gray and the Minnesota Bullpen. Uh, Looking into this game, the 78th of the year already for the Braves. We are fast approaching the mathematical halfway point of the year. Of course, the All-Star break is not that far away either. Twins just 40 and 40, though they sit atop the American League Central. As I've said many times over the last couple of years on this show and some other ones, somebody's got to win that division right now, the Minnesota Twins, for the club that could do it. A run on six hits, one error, seven men left on base. Braves now 51 and 24. That's the best record in the National League. A season high 24 games over 500. Four runs on eight hits, no errors, and five men left on base for Atlanta. Spencer Strider, the win is now nine and two. Sonny Gray takes the loss, though he did pitch pretty well in this game. He's just four and two on the year. And Kirby Yates, this is a great story we'll uh, expound on in a moment, but first save in nearly three seasons. So a very big one for him as he was able to shut down the Twins in the ninth to convert that. Two hours, 23 minutes, the time of game, 40,884. Paid to see it at Truist Park, and they paid to see a dandy from Spencer Strider. Seven innings of three hit ball, one run. It came on a solo homer by Joey Gallo. If you're going to give him up, solos are the way that you want to go. Two walks, 10 strikeouts, Jake. I really liked what I saw from Spencer, and it seemed to just be a carryover effect from everything that was working for him in the Philadelphia start. With the caveat of, was he throwing some more off speed pitches?
0: Yeah, it certainly looked that way, and more changeups as well, more sliders. That fastball usage down more than 54% range, usually more up around 60 or above. So I think he did start to go to the off speed a little bit more. But, uh, you know, before I get into the stuff part of it, just how big was this start for the Braves overall? Mention that series in Cincinnati, you needed somebody to come out here and give you some length only the second time this year that Striders got through seven innings. So that was huge in and of itself. But then just a performance, as you mentioned, I mean, even when he's been bad, we've talked about it. The stuff has still been dominant. But, you know, we're starting to see him back up We talked about it again last time in Philadelphia, the velocity up there, a lot more, 99s. The fastball average was up again, 97.6 mile per hour fastball average in this one. 26 swings and misses. I tweeted this out after the game because it's just absurd. 14 swings on his slider, 11 whiffs. Six swings on his changeup, all six of them were whiffs. If you swung at a changeup tonight, you missed it. I mean, we talked about him going to the off-speed a little bit more. He threw 14 change-ups on the evening. I think a pitch that a lot of people have said maybe he needs to sprinkle in a little bit more. I think Strider sure. knows himself more than anybody. And, uh, you know, again, I think it was definitely effective for him. So this, as you rightfully said, this was more – vintage Spencer Strider. We've seen it in back-to-back outings now. Hopefully it's here to say, I heard him talk after the post game. you know, not going to say he won't ever have a bad stretch again and have to work through it, but, you know, it sounds like even to him that he feels like he's coming out of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, and everybody has those. I don't care how talented you are. You're going to have those O for 4s. You're going to have that hat trick, that four strikeout game as an offensive player, as a, as a pitcher. You're going to give up that go-ahead home run. Maybe you're just going to get bombed and not make it out of the second or, or third inning sometimes. Maybe get knocked out in the first inning when your opponent scores ten times. We've seen that kind of foolishness happen in Braves history not too long ago either. But I don't want to put that bad, you know, juju on this team. But for Spencer Strider, I do think he's the word I like to use is pragmatic. It just seems like he kind of he knows himself and he's able to work through these things, work the problem, and make the adjustments and not over adjust and not try to take you know everybody's word for what he should be doing or what he should change you kind of have to go with what works for you. And I think incrementally he's been able to figure that out. The little bit of bump in velocity certainly helps. But, yeah, we've been talking about Spencer throughout the course of the season, and typically, Jake, the usage on that changeup was five, six times per night. Fourteen changeups, I do think that that is something that, you know, going forward, especially with his velocity, you know, it ticking back up into the high 90s, just something else for hitters to think about. And as you pointed out, If they're going to swing and miss at it, this is a pitch that can be used as a weapon more than just a change of pace, more than just a wrinkle to put in the back of somebody's
0: mind. And it's something he typically only throws against lefties, and even in this outing, that was true. But I wouldn't mind seeing him try it against righties. I know that's not atypical to throw right-on-right changeups, but I think it's good enough, and he locates it well enough. I mean, you look at the change-ups he threw tonight. They all were either down below the zone, middle below the zone, or they were down and away from left-handed hitters. I mean, if he can throw that pitch to righties and then pair it with a fastball up and in, I mean, that's a deadly combination Right there, so I think you know that's another avenue. And again, Spencer Strider, he knows what he needs to do better than anybody else. I'm not one to sit here and tell him what to do, but I wouldn't mind seeing him try that out a little bit more against righties. I just think it could add another dynamic to his game and give something else for righties to think about.
1: Yeah, well, here's a few stats for you for Spencer. 11, uh, excuse me, 11th career uh, double-digit strikeout game, first one for him here in the month of June, and he's really been able to turn things around. I tweeted out after the game the two starts in which he was having all kinds of problems, gave up five home runs in the starts against the Mets and the Tigers combined coming back in in the starts against the Phillies. And now the twins combined just one home run allowed. The hits are way down. The walks are way down. The strikeouts are way up. And of course he's covered more innings. So Spencer Strider has started to look like the guy who is uh, rightfully the major league strikeout leader as well. 146 of those on the season. And he's done it in just 91 and two thirds innings. So uh, Spencer strider has a pretty good plan more times than not and he continues to pile up the strikeouts and this was a start that the braves needed colin McHugh ran into some eighth inning trouble a couple of hits allowed ben heller came on and got him out of that jam and i want to talk about kirby yates before we turn the page to the offense because you know this is a guy that nobody expected him to come in and be the all-star closer he was in 2019 coming off of a lot of missed time his second tommy john surgery but the belief of course for the braves in this gamble of signing him to a two year deal in which he played last year, very sparingly in the second half. And they were really eyeing 2023 was that he would be able to come in and contribute to this bullpen. It started off with, I think some control issues in the first, probably what eight or 10 appearances, but the last month or so it's looked a lot better. And he looked about as good as he has at any time in a Braves uniform and locking down this save his first one since August the 7th of 2020, Jake, It's been a minute for Kirby Yates, but again, even if he's not
0: charged with the last three outs, there are some important outs that he could cover over the course of the season for this Braves team. Yeah, huge development. We talked about the fact that the Braves need somebody else to step up in the back end of games. And if Kirby Yates can be that guy, you know, all the better for him and for the Braves, but he's been really good. I tweeted out after the Cincinnati weekend, I think he had better the one of the better weekends for in that series for the Braves pitching. He was really solid coming out and everybody else was giving up runs he put up a couple zeros on the board mm-hmm. and then gets the save opportunity here you know it's all about that fastball splitter combination can he get the fastball up in the zone which he actually didn't do tonight but he threw some really good splitters yeah. three two splitter to joey gallo to get him to swing and miss and then another one to Byron Buxton below the zone to get him to whiff and end the game. I mean, that's obviously his his go-to pitch. And with that, that's on, you know, he's going to be highly effective and he's locating it down in the zone or down and in to righties. So he's been really good. Only two walks in the month of June. That's something that's really plagued him this year is the walks in the home runs. I think if he gets the walks down, his K rate's over 30%, and that gives you somebody who can be a dependable, dependable setup guy in the back end of a bullpen.
1: Yeah, you want somebody who can miss bats and who doesn't walk hitters. And at Kirby Yates, that was what he was known for prior to the surgery. And I talked to him probably about three weeks ago, and he said, you know, they've told me command is kind of the last thing to come back. I feel like I have my stuff. I feel like I've got the you know the arsenal that I need, that I'm where I need to be. It's just getting that command where he wants it. And it appears that it's starting to really come into focus for him. You mentioned punch-outs at two of the Twins' most dangerous hitters to end the game, and Joy Gallo, who had the only run knocked in for Minnesota on the solo homer, and Byron Buxton, who came on to pinch hit. And that closed things out. We're going to talk about the Braves offense and the hitting that they did on this night because there were some key hits, some key home runs for this Braves club. But I got to let you know about one of our great sponsors because this episode of the Braves Postcast is brought to you by eBay Motors, who reminds you a championship team is about each player being the perfect fit. And it's the same thing with your vehicle. So look for parts that fit and head over to eBay Motors and look for that green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and of course, exclusions apply. So the Braves offense, it it did enough to, you know, put Spencer Strider in position to not lose the game, allowing a solo home run, as you saw Travis Darnot knock in a run by legging out what could have been an inning-ending double play. Then they woke up with the long ball. The first one against Sonny Gray belonged to Marcel Ozuna. It was the first home run Gray had allowed since way back in April. And then you had The two-run homer by Ronald Acuna Jr. for a little bit of breathing room. That came off Emilio Pagan in the seventh inning. 17th homer for Acuna, 16th home run for Ozuna. Jake, after the weekend we just saw, we shouldn't be surprised that the Braves were able to leave the park and pile up a few runs when they needed them to add on in this game.
0: Yeah, I thought this might be a tough matchup, though, for them because Sonny Gray doesn't give up a lot of home runs. I think they said on the broadcast is the first home run he's given up on the road since last wow. uh, August or September. So, uh, again, doesn't give up a lot of home runs. And the Braves, you know, obviously a lot of their runs come on the the long ball, but we're able to stay in there and, and able to get to him late. Great job by Ozuna. Got in a 3-1 count, dropped the barrel on it and drove it out. The other way, just a really good swing. And then Acuna uh, against the reliever they brought in, got a a hanging pitch up in the zone, was able Mm -hmm. to drive it out after Michael Harris, who was three for three on the night, reached and had two hard hit balls. So uh, good stuff there for Michael Harris. But the Braves do use that long ball. They're very good at it. Best in all of baseball, in fact. And it does help them uh, win another game here.
1: Yeah, when you're hitting the most home runs in baseball and scoring the most runs in your league, you're usually going to have a chance to do a lot of winning. The Braves certainly doing that it's a first place club In the National League East, and the best record in all the National League. In addition to Spencer Strider being the league leader in strikeouts, you got Ron Lacuna Jr., who's a league leader in runs scored as he tacks on another one in this game. And with the home run now, 35 home runs, 72 stolen base pace, if you're into that sort of thing. Also on pace for 142 runs scored this year. That would shatter Dale Murphy's record for most runs scored in a season in the modern era in the Braves franchise history. So, Ronald's just doing things each and every night that could be marked down as special, but it's just kind of who this kid is. Speaking of which, though, you brought up Michael Harris. He's three for three with a double and a run scored ahead of Acuna on the home run. Since June the 6th, Jake, he's batting 435. That's a good way to bump your batting average from 163 uh, before that three-hit day against the Mets back on the 6th of June to 260 after a three-hit day against the Minnesota Twins. Michael Harris is back, and I don't think there's much of a question about it at this point.
0: Raising your average 100 points in June, that's pretty impressive right there for Michael Harris. Again, all knew it was coming. He's just too talented to continue hitting the way he did for the first couple months of the season. And you talk about Acuna and all that he's doing in the runs, he's scoring. But if Michael Harris continues to bat at the bottom of this order and get on base, you may see him creep up to 100 RBIs this season as well. So, uh, again, I, I love the way that fits in the lineup. Maybe if Michael Harris keeps hitting this good, maybe you have to move him up. Uh, Maybe he even gets a shot in that two-hole where, you know, Ozzy had a a rough night tonight, and I think that's going to be one of the areas for the Rays this season, trying to find out who fits best in that two-hole. But I love Michael Harris down there in that nine spot, getting on in front of Acuna. It just seems to work so well. That nine spot for the Rays really over the last couple years Mm -hmm. has been a big spot for them and helped lead to a lot of big runs and big innings with those guys they have at the top of the order.
1: Yeah, that ninth spot last year was historically ridiculous for the Braves, and with Harris off to a slow start, maybe that number doesn't look quite the same this year, but the way he's playing now I mean, and the way he could play out for the rest of the season, I don't expect him to hit 435 the rest of the way, but (laughs) he is finding a lot of base hits, and he is using all fields. The speed is on display as well. He's stealing bases. He's hitting home runs. This is the Michael Harris that we expected in three more hits, bumping his batting average up to 260. He's probably starting to feel just a little bit more healthy when you don't have to walk into the ballpark. Look at that gigantic 60-foot screen in center field of basically every ballpark now that tells you, hey, you're not hitting two hundred yet, and we're in the month of June. And I'm sure he's happy to put all of that behind him in the Braves. Happy to see that as well. Uh, meanwhile, game two of the series is going to be happening on Tuesday against Minnesota. It's right-hander Bryce Elder, 5-1 and one with a two forty ERA, one of the best in all Major League Baseball. And you've got right-hander Joe Ryan, who's 8-4 and four with a
0: two ninety eight for
1: the Twins, one of their more dependable pitchers as well. Should be an intriguing matchup here, Jake, in the
0: battle of right-handers. It should be. Two really good pitchers, both with ERAs under three, so it should be a fun matchup. Really looking forward to seeing Bryce Elder. I know he had a couple of hiccups there, but I've been really impressed with how he's bounced back from that, especially in his last two outings. So hopefully we get that again, and brace and go ahead and win another series here in June. Yeah, worked into the eighth inning against the Phillies last time out. You're starting to hear the rumblings
1: of All-Star Bryce Elder. I think that that's a pretty good discussion we can continue to have, but we'll see what he's able to do against the Minnesota twins on Tuesday. It's Bryce Elder against Joe Ryan. 7.20 p.m. Eastern time is the first pitch at Truist Park. That'll bring us to the end of this edition of the Braves postcast. As always, we appreciate you joining us here on the postcast on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Each and every time we do it, we appreciate all those likes and all those comments, so make sure you leave those. But most importantly, make sure you're subscribed. Hit the notification bell there so that you get alerted every time we drop a new episode and make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts you get the audio edition of the postcast and all the other great stuff Jake's got for you all season long once again the Braves remain red hot in the month of June they grab a 4-1 win over the Minnesota Twins at Truist Park and they'll be looking to do it again on Tuesday behind Bryce Elder we'll be back with you here on the Braves postcast then and until then for Jake Mastroianni I'm Grant McCauley so long